Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Alliant Health Solutions Making Healthcare Better podcast. My name is Rakia Campbell, and I'm your host today. And joining me is Katie Chapelier, and she is the Patient Services Director for Network 8 and Alliant Health Solutions. So welcome, Katie. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, Rakia. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so Katie, tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and what you do for Alliant and Network 8. Okay. I am the Patient Services Director for Network 8, and I've been here almost four years. Mm -hmm. Um, Prior to that, I worked for Fresenius Medical Care as a social worker in the dialysis um, world, and I covered multiple clinics and floated a good bit, and I did that for almost 10 years Mm -hmm. um, before I started here at the network. Great. So tell us a little bit more about what ESRD does and specifically the contract with Alliant, what that work entails. Okay. So we are contracted um, through CMS with Alliant, obviously, um, to perform quality improvement activities with dialysis facilities. Mm -hmm. Um, So we work on things like improving transplant wait lists, getting more people added to a transplant waiting list, decreasing bloodstream infections. Um, my role focuses a lot more on patient and family engagement. Mm-hmm. So that was, that's a big focus and um, how to get patients more engaged in their care and more active in their role as a, as a patient, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just trying to get them to have a voice and to share what's important to them as part of, you know, the care planning process and what's going on in the clinic. Mm. So we've actually had a couple of episodes of um, surrounding or focusing on ESRD and the work that we do there. Um, but you mentioned um, patient and family engagement, which I know um, some of the um, physicians that we've had um, participate in the podcast actually shared that it, having patient and family engagement increases their process of treatment and their um, journey to recovery or treatment through process through treatment much better. So um, what does ESRD actually do to increase patient and family engagement? Well, you know, when we get our contract or our statement of work, we're mm-hmm. required to implement certain pieces from it, you know. So one of the things that we've focused on the last few years with the patient and family engagement is increasing patients' participation in the care plan process. Mm-hmm. Um, patients getting more involved in like support groups or online support groups, um, new patient education groups, things like that. And then also trying to get them involved in their monthly quality meetings so that the patient's voice can be heard there as well. Um, They can give positive feedback. They could give, you know, ideas where things need to be improved, but just making them more, more a part of the whole process. Um, not just kind of standing by and letting somebody else, you know, take care of them, but getting them involved and getting them active in their care. And have you seen an increase in in your efforts year over year or how has that process been? Yeah, we actually have. We've, um, you know, we had goals that we had to meet and we have have exceeded those goals. both years. So we've seen an increase. Um, the facilities have taken it on and done a great job with 
you know, implementing some of those things, making sure that the patients are aware of resources, um, like the NKF Peers Program, which is a peer mentoring program that can be done on the phone, um, and different things like that. So that, especially when a new patient starts, you know, they don't really know what's going on. They don't really have an understanding. And so a program like that can kind of help them ease into dialysis or talk to somebody who's been there and kind of knows what the ropes are and, and how it feels to be the new person on dialysis. Right. So, you know, it's been good that we've been able to see an increase in those things and, mm-hmm. and an increase in the facilities, getting those, that information out to the patients so that they have it. So engagement has been increasing year over year and then COVID happens. And, you know, what we've seen with COVID specifically in the healthcare industry is that telemedicine and telehealth has skyrocketed as far as its use. So what has ESRD been doing to support facilities that have been supporting patients, um, providing tools for them that'll help them do that virtually? What has ESRD done? Okay. So one of the things that we've done has been to collaborate with Network 14 and create our patient portal. Mm -hmm. Um, The patient portal was created, you know, in collaboration with them, but we each have our own portal. Um, So it's a little bit different, but basically the same premise and the same information. Mm -hmm. Um, So the portal has um, information about transplant, home dialysis, um, patient engagement, mental health resources, COVID resources, there's just a lot of information that's there um, that patients can go to that portal and access without having to go through the facility. So that was, you know, the reason, one of the reasons for it was to help kind of reduce that burden on the facility. This gives the patients a resource that they can go directly to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so is anybody able to use this portal? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there. It's on our it's on our website mm-hmm. and um, our website is www.esrdnetwork8.org mm-hmm. and um, it's on our main page so we have it and you can click on it and then there's a little place that says click here for more information once you click on that and it'll take you to a flyer that was created for the patient portal. And it's also on that page has a QR code that can be scanned. And we also have the link to the patient portal on there. So you can just click that link and it'll take you directly to the portal. Wow, that's awesome. That's great. So are there opportunities where you actually work directly with patients? And if so, how do we improve patient engagement at the facility level? That's a great question. Um, and that's probably one of my favorite things about this job, but we do, we do work directly with patients. Mm-hmm. Um, each year we recruit patients um, from the dialysis facilities and they like patients who are, well, the social workers who think that they've got a patient that would be a good candidate, they can submit an application to us and they can be part of our PAC, which is our patient advisory council. Um, currently we have about 33 members on our pack. Um, and so that's a great opportunity for us to hear what the patients are saying, you know, cause they're kind of that voice for the rest of the patients. Um, we can hear what they're saying. We can take that information. We work with them and create resources, you know, for dialysis facilities and patients. Um, 
and then we can incorporate what they say into, you know, the information that we create for them. Mm-hmm. So like, and then the dialysis facilities get it and we can say, Hey, this is like from the patient's perspective, this, this is with patient feedback. That's good. That's yeah. good. So patients really do have an opportunity um, on a local and a national level to have their voices heard. Absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned on the national level, um, there are definitely opportunities there too. Now mm-hmm. our pack is more at the network level, okay. um, but we do have to submit names of people who would be interested in participating on other you know, groups and activities like with the NCC, who is the Um, National Coordinating Center. Okay. So like the NCC had um, a transplant affinity group, a home dialysis affinity group, a bloodstream infection affinity group, and then a patient selected topic. Mm -hmm. And so we nominate our patients and then our patients can work with the NCC and they develop resources on the national level. Oh, and they usually okay. have calls monthly to um, kind of touch base and see what's going on and get feedback from them at that level too. And then the NCC shares those resources with us at the network level, and then we disseminate it from there. So you mentioned having um, and, and clarified on the difference between the PAC on the local level and then having opportunities on the national level. Um, so I'm sure, you know, patients that participate in those committees are um, you know, sharing suggestions, things they can, that can be done better. Um, but what about complaints? Um, do they right. share their grievances? And if so, um, how does ESRD assist the patients and the families and the facilities with grievances that are shared? So what happens is, you know, anybody can give us a call. It could be mm-hmm. a patient, it could be their family member, it could be somebody who's calling anonymously with a concern that's going on in the facility. Um, and so what we do is when the patient calls, we kind of talk through that process. We, we ask them a little bit about what their issues are, what their concerns are. Um, and then once we've done that, we ask them for their permission to reach out to the facility so we can try to help facilitate and mediate, you know, a resolution mm-hmm. uh, for the concern that they've brought to us. And we also have a grievance subcommittee that's made up of our PAC members, but it's just a smaller group of the members. It's got 10 members and those individuals um, we meet with quarterly and we talk to them about the most common types of grievances that we've received, just so we can get their feedback on the grievances. Is there anything that we need to consider from the patient's perspective? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how have they handled things or grievances that they may have encountered in the past? And we use that information to help create education um, for facilities regarding that category. Um, mm-hmm of concern, you know, so it could be a a concern that's regarding um, professionalism, you know, Mm -hmm. or it could be a concern, you know, that that's related back to communication or miscommunication or, you know, there's so many different things. You've got so many different personalities and so Mm -hmm. much going on in the dialysis facility. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it, you know, the, the gamut is, is pretty big in terms of, you know, the different grievances that patients call with, you know, some mm-hmm. patients will call us and say that the facility's cold, you know, mm. and so we kind of try to figure out a way to help 
brainstorm what we can do or what they can do to stay warm. You know, mm-hmm. um, we review the policies and procedures. Does the facility, you know, have their thermostat thermostat set like at a certain temperature? Are they required to keep it at a certain temperature? Those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of help relay information back to the patients. Um, so we, we definitely get a wide variety of different types of concerns. Right. But it's good that you have a unique opportunity, like you said, where you're not only supporting facilities, but you're able to support patients directly to and indirectly through the work that you're doing. So um, kudos to you all on that. Thank you. Um, so with your overall mission of supporting facilities and supporting patients, um, what is it that you would like our audience to really know about ESRD-8? I would like them to know that we are here as a resource for facilities, for patients. Um, You know, we want to work with facilities. We want to work with patients. We want the world of dialysis to be, you know, a a good place, a comfortable place, an engaged place, you know, for the patients and the facility staff. So I think, you know, just knowing that we're here, that we're here to support both of them. Um, And, you know, we've got resources and if they need information, they're welcome to reach out to us. Um, Patients can call 877-936-9260. That's our toll-free patient line. And facilities can call 601-936-9260. You can also visit us on the web at www.esrdnetwork8.org. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me today. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Align Health Solutions podcast, Making Healthcare Better.